When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is doing well. It's still some difficult times we're here facing, but nonetheless, we're all getting through the hit this epidemic or pandemic, so to speak, the sustainable success way. Again, as we always say, let go of the control that you can't control. Control what you can, and use this time to embrace the process to do what you can to set the stage when things get back to normal. So again, as we had mentioned last week on the show, if anybody is having any issues or difficulties, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help provide any insight. And again, you can reach out to us here at Voice American Influencers Channel, Sustainable Success, or on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, Today's show is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also helping families to create interdependent family structures and modifying behaviors free from limited beliefs so that can greatly impact their children to grow into adults to become future leaders in their homes, in their communities, and their business, breaking the cycle of codependency. And today we have a, you know, a great show and it's you know, perfect timing with the situation at hand, we're talking about communicating with your team in crisis times. And again, when we face a degree of uncertainty we haven't seen before like this, many leaders can sometimes feel paralyzed. Not having answers has left them not knowing what to say to their employees who are fear-stricken, not only because of their concerns for health and safety related to the pandemic, but because of the lack of job security that many are facing. This is the time that communication is critical, not only to be a leader's, to the leader's credibility, but also to the viability of the employer's brand. Effective leader communication in times of crisis involved the following, embracing vulnerability, acknowledging when you're in the reactive mode, leveraging the strengths of the team in strategic planning and innovating, recognizing crisis pressures may, that impact team behaviors, and assuring that you continue to explore all possible ways to stabilize the impact of the crisis on the business. And the person that is going to be delivering this information to help you as leaders in your businesses, no matter what size your your organization is, her name is Laura Williams. And before I introduce her, she's going to address these areas. I'm going to give a background about Laura. She's an entrepreneur, lawyer, speaker, HR business consultant, workplace investigator, thought leader, and as the founder and principal of Williams HR Law Professional Corporation and Williams HR Consulting, she boasts more than two decades of experience providing strategic advice and representation to organizations operating across virtually all industries. Laura has built two highly respected firms, which respectively provide proactive HR law and HR consulting advice designed to minimize workplace law challenges maximize employee management, and boost bottom line performance. She has been named on the Canadian Business Magazine's W100 for women, which lists the top female entrepreneurs in Canada and among other awards. In 2018, Williams HR Law was honored 
with the Labor and Employment Boutique Law Firm of the Year Award and the National Canadian HRs Award. Laura has achieved the coveted Certified Speaking Professional designation. Without further ado, we welcome Laura Williams to the show. Laura, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to speak with you. Absolutely. Well, Laura, you know, you and I had met through a mutual friend, Camelita Nutal, and when I was last up in Toronto last year, last May, and I'm just, you know, everything that you're doing, you know, I, I just right from the time I met you is just always spot on. And you're so, you know, you always have the right advice and solutions to, you know, these types of situations. And now we're facing a global situation that is affecting businesses of all types globally. And communication, obviously, is the most important aspect, especially during this time when people are being quarantined in their homes and only, you know, maybe certain people that are considered essential in terms of their job roles that are allowed to do certain things. So I would like to talk, you know, a little bit about, you know, you know, the, during this crisis, what are some of the things that, you know, companies, you know, the leaders in companies can be doing better to communicate to their, not only to their employees, but also to their customers? Well, you know, you mentioned, Chris, that um, you admired the fact that I have the right advice and solutions. You know, we're in a time right now that's so leveling, you know, just by virtue of the measure of uncertainty that we're all feeling. And I'll tell you that, you know, I wish that I did have, uh, in facing what we're facing, all the right advice and solutions, but I'll tell you, this is a time when we're really just, we we need to be relying on each other to see our way through. Um, the one thing that I have come to see, and this is why I thought this would be a good theme for the show today, is that you know a lot of leaders right now, entrepreneurs, with the measure of uncertainty we're feeling, they are immobilized, they feel incapacitated, and debilitated. And mm-hmm. where this really becomes a problem is, and what tends to really seize up, is the communication and, and the, high, the higher degree of communication that needs to happen during this time when you're leading a team. You know, a lot of leaders, and, and over the past, I'd say, what, three, four weeks now, we've spoken with hundreds, hundreds of entrepreneurs and business leaders that are calling in full throttle crisis mode, uh, not knowing what to do, and really, one of their biggest issues is not knowing what to say because a lot of leaders pride themselves on having that silver bullet response. They're used to kind of championing the vision of an organization, um, you know, keeping people on mission. And, you know, all of this is very fragile right now. And one of the key things that is really immobilizing a lot of leaders is the fact that they feel responsible for their team members they feel responsible for their employees and their livelihoods. And what's most compromised in the reality that we're dealing with now, and, and, you know, just to take the pulse of that, you know, abruptly businesses are working under radically new conditions. You know, most didn't have contingency plans or business continuity plans in place. You know, many that provide goods and services that are not deemed essential have had to shut down because they've been mandated shut down by their governments and not every sector, if you think retail and, uh, you know, some and restaurants, they, they can't convert roles or service provisions to work or service provision to work from home arrangements. You know, so all of this uncertainty has really caused 
leaders to, you know, it, it, it's classic fight or flight, you know. It, yeah. A lot of them are embracing the fact that they need to step up. But I can tell you in the discussions we've had, a lot of them have seized up in terms of they, they're just not saying much, and that can be very dangerous to an organization's liability. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could see that being the case. And, you know, and obviously you're in Canada and, you know, U.S., but I would say to say, I mean, it's very similar in terms of, you know, the situations, you know, that all companies overall are are dealing with right now. And you had mentioned again, you know, some of these companies not having a contingency plan. They didn't have a plan. Maybe they had a crisis, you know, something in place to address maybe a, you know, a crisis in the company itself or maybe in the industry itself, but not not to the scale that we're dealing with right now. So in terms of that, like, you know, with all this uncertainty, I mean, what are some ways, I mean, right now that you're seeing that these leaders in the organizations that are doing to try to, you know, scramble, so to speak, to, you know, communicate, you know, where, you know, where everything is now, where it's, you know, where it's going, because nobody knows when we're going to get back to somewhat normal here, but nonetheless that, that, you know, it can kind of provide some hope for those employees that have either been furloughed or let go, but maybe will be rehired back or some that are still there, but, you know, still wondering how long that's going to be. Right. So, I mean, you laid out some of the key considerations that I identified and just really thinking through how to help leaders that are, you know, in crisis get unstuck and, and free up um, one of the yeah. most critical things that they need to do right now, which is communicate. Uh, and one of the first things is, is really embracing the fact that you're vulnerable along with everyone else, right? Great leaders know you don't lead alone, right? You, you, you need to rely on others. Um, you know, this uh, reality or rec- uh, recognition has led to some great um, leadership approaches such as servant leadership, et cetera. And leaders that really embrace this they get that they need help. They need insights from others. And, you know, the, the one thing that really comes with recognizing and tuning into your own vulnerability as a leader is that, number one, it helps you to quell your own fears. And, and I mentioned before, some of the biggest fears being, you know, how are you going to keep your team intact? A lot of leaders really care about their team members. Um, and, and they want to make sure that they can help them to continue to meet their, their financial commitments and demands and all the things that they need to do to meet their livelihood. But it also helps you to genuinely access and extend the compassion and, and empathy to others that's necessary during this time. And so that whole embracing vulnerability, you know, tapping into your network for insights and ideas, you know, uh, even looking to what your competitors are doing, reach out to your competitors, see what strategies they put in place, because right now, again, as I mentioned, this is a time where we really have to come together and, and pool and share uh, kind of our, our successes, our missteps, our failures, uh, our insights, so that we can move through together. So that's one of the strategies definitely that yeah. uh, kind of leaders should embrace is that, hey, you're vulnerable. This is a leveling situation. We're all in this situation together. And, um, and, and really that through this vulnerability, you can get the power you need to move forward. I, you made a great point about two, two things that stood out before you just said, and I'm sure the listeners are, would be saying the same thing and those that will be listening later. You mentioned vulnerability, and always vulnerability has always been looked upon. You know, we've been conditioned to think, oh, is a weakness, but in reality is really a strength. And you talked about servant you know, leadership, leading by example, 
and being transparent. This is a time to be transparent. And and this is like, I guess, when you're talking about this transparency and vulnerability, I mean, instead of looking at this more like, oh, my God, everything's going south and we're going to go out of business or whatever the case may be, that this could be a pivot, a pivot in your business. You know, again, I'm speaking of businesses of all sizes here that that yeah. you could change the you know the scope of how you you do business, like how, you know, putting people first and and finding a way to, you know, come from more, you know, of your core values and principles and doing what's right, you know, when even when no one's looking, so to speak, integrity. So speak to that. I, I really love where you when you mentioned embracing vulnerability and you talked about that transparency. And I'd like to just, you know, if you can expand on that, because I think that is so important that I think is affecting everybody, you know, at this time. Absolutely. And, and you know, again, you, you're quite right. I mean, being vulnerable and recognizing that you are vulnerable and you need help is power, because that's how you can really get the team to rally around and to, uh, you know, come together and, and help the organization, help the business to see its way through. I mean, one thing that uh, is really important in communicating in these times is, you know, recognizing, and you mentioned this from the top, recognizing that, you know, at time, that we may be in reactive mode. I mean, a time like this that is unprecedented. We haven't seen it before. I mean, we're in a totally new reality, right? You, people feel that they're in the twilight zone. It, again, it becomes very stagnating, and you have to respond. But one of the key things that's really important is making it very clear to your team when you're in reactive mode, but to carve out time, designate time to create, to innovate, to reflect and look at policies, um, to get to glean the lessons learned from this time so that you can be better equipped and more resilient as an organization going forward. So the transparency, which is, is, is in the vulnerability, is is essentially you know, reaching out to the team and saying, listen, we are all in this together, and the only way that we can move through this and get, and, and, and get to what may be a new normal is if we work together, right, and, and is if we ideate together, if we innovate together. And, and you have to be strategic as a leader to create time to do that. No, no, so, so true. And and like I said, we, you know, with with the situation at hand, you know, with people working at home and what, you know, obviously communication is so important. There are going to be some, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty there too, right? There could be people for the first time, you know, working in their homes and they have children and now they're, some of these kids, the kids can't go to school. So the kids are there and they're homeschooling kids while they're trying to, you know, do their jobs if they're still working, so to speak. So this is like a big adjustment. So what are the things like, I mean, like we have a, you know, about three minutes to the first break, but and we could expand later. Just talk a little bit about like, what are some things that leaders can be doing to better communicate that, that this is a process that, you know, that, that, you know, making this transition is just part of, part of business, you know, that, like with anything that we have to adapt. Let's talk about like some ways well, for, that you could do that. Sure. Well, some, for some businesses, they haven't had kind of remote working arrangements with their staff. So this is a hard gear shift. So, and, and, and because things did happen so abruptly, particularly in industries and sectors that were mandated to shut down, um, you know, to the extent that work could still be performed at home, uh, you know, a lot of organizations weren't proactive in really stipulating some guidelines and providing direction to employees and setting expectations about what it means to work at home and how 
uh, they'll be managed now that they're working remotely. And that's another thing a lot of leaders aren't even equipped with if they haven't dealt with that scenario is how do you manage productivity? So this is where it's really important to communicate and really come up with a formula or a method or an approach to ensure that you're you know, properly managing your team remotely. You know, you, you can't expect in the conditions that you mentioned, kids at home, elderly parents at home, it's a distracting work environment at home. You can't expect to just have employees account for the time that they're spending, you have to really think about practical ways to manage productivity, such as, you know, managing activities or managing objectives and tasks rather than, you know, having people account for their time, as I mentioned. So it, it really is uh, critical to communicate and keep connected with staff when they're home, particularly where in, for organizations that haven't dealt with this type of remote working arrangement in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I be, you know, you have to be sensitive to, you know, their situation too, right? You know, that, that they didn't anticipate this and now their whole, you know, way of how they, you know, how they're trying to now balance work and the way they have to live right now is new to them. So we, you know, we have to be understanding there's going to be an adjustment with that process and that we just have to take that into account and not expect too much, but so to speak. But yet, you know, be able to empower people, you know, to do what they can in the situation and, and of course, through our example to the best of our ability. Um, when we get back, and I'm definitely going to want to talk a little bit more uh, about some other things here that I think could really work well. And I know you've got a wealth of information to share with us. Just in summary, because we have a minute left, and I didn't want to go on to another you know, topic that we're going to discuss. We'll do that after the break. Just to sum up again, you know, those listening that are, you know, leaders in their businesses, whether if they're running their own business or if they're working for a corporation, what's just like, it's like in just a quick summary they can do right now for themselves to be an example for others that are, you know, going to be impacted by their, their leadership. An example of what they can do for their teams in terms, well, in terms of communication strategy, I really think one thing leaders have to do is take stock of, you know, what has been communicated, have they adequately set expectations, have they adequately, you know, been transparent with respect to how the business will continue to operate so that their employees, their their team members who are also feeling just debilitated by the uh, by uncertainty, they're fearful of for their health, the health of their loved ones, uh, for how long this is going to last, just so that you can give them just something to latch on to, to anchor them, and to give them confidence that, you know, you're still, you know, steering the ship and that the business will make its way through. Absolutely. Well, this is powerful. Again, you're listening to Laura Williams. Again, she is a lawyer, speaker, HR, business strategist, consultant. Uh, we're talking about communicating with your team in crisis times. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Yes, we're here with Laura Williams. Again, she is an entrepreneur, lawyer, speaker, and HR business consultant. Uh, Runs her own law firm and HR consulting company uh, based out of Toronto, Canada. We're talking about communicating with your team in crisis times. And if you're just joining us again, that you can listen to the show in its entirety on demand later today. And again, uh, here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, and then also at our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We highly encourage you to check that out. So, getting back, Laura, we we were just talking about again, you know, the concept of embracing vulnerability, you know, acknowledging when you're in reactive mode, and so forth. And you were providing some great insight on what leaders can be doing during this, you know, this global crisis. So, in getting back to, you know. You know, some strat. You know, if we're looking at strategic planning and you know, and innovating and kind of revamping where we are and where companies are going to be going following this pandemic, how can you know organizations communicate and start to put into play ways to leverage the strengths of their team when it comes to planning and innovating? Well, the best way to leverage the strength of your team is getting your team actively involved in the planning and innovative innovating processes. So, you know, a lot of organizations, again, due to, you know, feeling somewhat immobilized and and dealing with the level of uncertainty that we are, um, you know, they have, uh, leaders have kind of felt that they've got the sole and maybe unilateral responsibility to, to ensure that they keep things moving forward. And you can't in these times, there's no way that you can move through and ensure your business's viability and make the adjustments and 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 let and have the agility you need to without leveraging your team. So this means getting them directly involved and being very purposeful around that. One of the things that's important there is re-engaging and kind of um, just reiterating the the real vision and mission of the the company. So the company's the value that the company provides through its products and services and really getting the the employee base to think about how they, the, the, the business can pivot to, you know, continue to provide value, not value, sorry, products and services in a new climate. 
um, in a new reality. So, you know, again, one thing that a lot of business leaders uh, face is when you're in a situation like this, you realize that you've become somewhat removed from your operations in terms of the real granular in the weeds processes that the team members or employees carry out. So you need them. And oftentimes your employees, your your team members, they have uh, a better sense of the pulse of the customer, of the client, um, and, and they can provide the key knowledge, the key information that the business leader needs to make the decisions to pivot, to adapt, and to ensure the, 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 that the forward, future forward thinking is um, continual and maintained so that through as we move through this type of situation that we're in, that you adapt and, and, and the business moves forward. So one of the key things is ensuring that you actively and planfully get your employees engaged in, in the planning and innovation that's necessary in these times. So what would you suggest to get them engaged? I mean, obviously, I mean, you look at the, the power of mobile technology, right? And, you know, Zoom, mm-hmm. I guess, Zoom is booming right now. I guess I, oh, they're yeah, going to sure. have to boost their server capacity with what's going on. But talk about, like, I guess, you know, like I'm seeing a lot of, you know, organizations just through my executive coaching where, you know, they're reaching out. They're, they're, they're like, it's almost like they're having like huddles. Like they'll, it could last 10 minutes. It could be a half an hour where people just check in to kind of talk. So, you know, these could be good opportunities to bring up what you had just described to get them engaged and actively involved that they don't have to sit on the sidelines during this time, that they can play a role in this development. Talk about the importance of the technology too, or ways that they can communicate effectively to, to get that message across. Well, a couple of things there. I mean, you rightly pointed out earlier that, you know, working remotely is something that a lot of organizations haven't done in the past. And so this is really a new way of operating for a lot of organizations. So one of the things just kind of foundationally you have to keep in sharp focus is it's very easy for the team to disengage if you don't um, intentionally connect routinely and and periodically throughout the day as needed, but also just in the manner of, as, as in, you know, certain organizations, you know, you could walk down the hall and go and talk to a, a colleague at their workstation to brainstorm an idea, et cetera. The, the uh, leader should set the expectation that that should be the mode in which the, the, uh, the business carries on um, so that you don't lose that connection. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that I'm, I'm really trying to emphasize here is you don't want to make it seem like it's, kind of random or um, or it's not well thought out, the, the, the caucuses that you should have with the team when you're strategizing and innovating and thinking about how to move forward um, in, in this kind of new time. There should be specific meetings designated where you're out of the reactive and response uh, mode that organizations have had to be in because we're dealing with things that are kind of put us on our heels to just having that these these powerful sessions where you know you have your agenda set that you're going to be thinking about innovating, thinking about how you can pivot, um, getting them energized around new ways of operating to adapt to the times. So, you know, just to be clear, these should be very routine, regular sessions throughout any work week that in, you get that the, the energy of the of the team uh, focused around innovation and and 
having them bring their insights to kind of take things to the next level or to ensure that the business maintains viability minimally. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so, 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 so true. And I think that, you know, now it's so, you know, it's so important because we, we have time, right? You know, a lot of times, like you talked about companies get into that reactive mode and, you know, and, and this is a way now to kind of reset, to become proactive because yes, you know, businesses are trying to do whatever is possible to keep business as usual, but nonetheless, there are going to be some ways where now they do have the time where they can start being proactive, like you said. And, and if the more people get involved to be part of that process, you know, this could be a, an opportunity, you know, to do that. And then that way they're ahead of the, uh, ahead of the curve, so to speak, when we start to get back to somewhat normal. So well, that's, one that's thing I want to jump in and say there, though, if I can, is, listen, some businesses may have, just by virtue of the nature of their business activity, they may have more time. They may have time to really explore some of the initiatives that they may have been excited about, but they had that are still on the tarmac because they were so caught up in, you know, just carrying on business uh, on a pre-pandemic. Uh, now they may have the time. But one thing that I've been experiencing through clients that have been calling for support and guidance is they're actually busier than ever in some cases in terms of trying to adapt, trying to adjust, dealing with uh, sorting through some of the outstanding issues that, you know, aren't easily facilitated through, let's say, working remotely arrangements. So one of the things that I think businesses have to also um, take into account is that in some cases, employees are working harder than ever. Right? And, and that's why it's so important to engage them around um, kind of the business continuity thinking, around um, strategic initiatives to pivot, to expand the business and to stabilize the business, just so that they can be hopeful that the business that they're, uh, that they're engaged in, that they're, that they're employed by, that, that it's going to survive through because there's a lot of businesses that unfortunately may not make it through these times particularly those that don't, you know, intentionally, you know, take time to think about how they can pivot to uh, adjust to kind of the new reality. No, it's so true. So true. And, and, and like I said, I mean, for those companies that might, may go under, you know, versus those ones that will, you know, not only survive, but, you know, could also thrive. What would you say? I mean, again, it depends upon the industry, of course. I mean, I, that obviously plays them. But again, coming down from a communication standpoint, what would you say would be the difference there, you know, where some you will forge ahead and some will stagnate or, or just die? Some will stagnate and die by virtue of employees disengaging, employees not knowing how to meet expectations under different working conditions because they're not getting the guidance that they need from the leaders in the, in the business um, because the leaders don't know how to properly or strategically communicate during times like these, meaning uncertain in certain times. And that's why I really think this is a key theme and a key um, it's it, it, it's a key activity that business leaders have to understand isn't a nice to have. You know, this making the difference maker to be kind of really succinct in terms of your question for business viability right now could very well be team communications. So um, again, not a nice to have. It has to be strategic and it has to be well thought out. Has to be it has to have transparency and it has to have some key themes. Key themes being, look, we're all in this together, 
right? Um, yeah, I'll tell you from my own experience with my team. I mean, I we operate in brick and mortar. We were all we have always. Uh, for the past 10 years, we've always worked in proximity. We thrive on co-collaborating. That's how we bring the best kind of um, service to our clients, through collaborating and strategizing together. And it's all abruptly changed, as I mentioned, because most of my staff are at home. Um, But I'll tell you, from my own experience, because when we started um, having to look at things differently... um, I instinctively, I just realized that, listen, I've got to bring my team into this because there's a lot I don't know in terms of, uh, and, and a lot that I can glean from their insights and, and them working with the clients and all these kinds of things. So we kind of came together. Everyone was assigned different aspects of what became our business continuity plan. And as we began to work remotely, you know, we have been very intentional in innovating and creating different ways to service our clients, and it has been energizing. And I I can tell you, this is a time where I I have never been more appreciative, and I'm very appreciative of my team. I would say they're the best in the business, but the way that they've stepped up. And on on reflection, it's just because we stayed connected. We've, We've kept the communication level high, and we have all been very, um, given feedback and, and input with respect to how we need to um, evolve uh, how we provide service. And it's been, it's been very, um, it's been an exercise that's really led to us being a lot more cohesive. So, again, a difference maker is, not commu- is communicating or not communicating because it's very easy to have a team disengage in our current climate. Mm, so true. So true. And, you know, and again, like you said, the, you know, rec, you know, when you're looking at when you're communicating, you know, it comes down to not only, you know, you know, frequency of the communication, but it's how you're communicating. A lot of times I think that people think that they're communicating, but they're really not. Is it, is it, you know, and again, we can maybe expand upon it later on the next uh, segment too, but is it more like, you know, a lot of times we, people assume and speculate. And especially now with this uncertainty, you probably have a lot of that. But now, how can we make it more specific and clear, not only like from the leader to the employees, but also from the employees back to the leaders as well and vice versa, that 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 communication is just flowing, it's clear, it's specific, and there's no like, you know, room for assumption speculation, so to speak. Well, there's, again, a lot that can be contemplated or um, anticipated just based on, you know, where we are. Um, We've had, you know, a few weeks under our belts of dealing with the situation that we're in. And um, so, you know, we've had some experience um, with respect to how um, employees have reacted and how we have responded as leaders. And I think the best thing to do in communications is, to preempt certain things as best you can and to distill certain things in writing so that employees have a reference point. So let's say for certain businesses that are still operating, um, one of the things that in a lot of organizations are dealing with is em- employees don't want to, some employees are, are, are don't want to perform work in proximation of their coworkers or the public that they have to encounter because they're fearful of for their own health, they're fearful of for the health of their loved ones who they don't want to, you know, carry the virus to and have them, um, you know, become ill or diagnosed with uh, with the virus. So, you know, there are certain things that we can anticipate that we can preempt 
through, uh, you know, communicating the measures the organization has taken to, you know, ensure the safety of, of the employees, you know, the why, uh, say, operations are, have um, been modified to, uh, to for business, for uh, service to be performed in a certain way or responsibilities to be performed in a certain way. I think we really have to, in our communications, ensure that they're not that directive, they're, they, that the why is also communicated so you can gain buy-in when employees are meeting whatever expectations are set out. But the other thing that's really important in this time and it's key to success of keeping communication effective is ensuring, as you mentioned, that it's not a one-way street. You know, certain things that, that out of necessity employers are going to be put in, in place, it's not going to be perfect because we're dealing with, again, situations that we haven't dealt with before um, and the climate that we haven't dealt with before. So making it very clear that, hey, we're going to, here's what we're going to do, but, you know, encourage the pressure testing, uh, encourage the tire kicking, right, just so you can make sure that everyone's bought in and, and sold on whatever measures need to be put in place. So, you know, making sure that you preempt and, 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 and account for and give set expectations around certain behaviors that you can expect will manifest during this time, but also ensuring that you're open for feedback and you're, you're open to making adjustments based on the feedback that's received. Mm. Mm, so powerful, like what you said. Uh, you know, the, the why and, and all that is so important because you know, it comes back down to, and we can, you know, we got a couple, less than a couple minutes to the break. We can expand on this too, because I love where this is going and I'm sure the audience will too. You know, it's the ability that, you know, if, if the leaders can, you know, relate and understand, you know, where, where their staff or where the employees are and then vice versa, you know, they can also relate to, you know, the leaders and the organization as a whole. This is where I guess, you know, the, the, this common thread of, of values and principles come in with the organization and, and focus it around the why and the purpose of the company that they could, you know, if they communicate better, they can get through, they can get through this and actually come out ahead. Um, we have less than a minute, you know, to the break and we can expand upon that, but it, just any other closing comments that you have, Laura, that you'd like to make from that or anything in summary to kind of to kind of put it all together for everyone? Well, you really summarized it really perfectly, Chris, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> but, but the one thing that I, I will say to summarize, because I, I may have glossed over it, is there's certain things you do have to put in writing. Again, be mindful mm. of the fact that anxiety is riding high, collectively and individually. So, you know, em- employees may not absorb things and be able to action on things that you're just telling them, even if you're repeating. So, you know, you want to be very... Um, intentional in modifying existing policies, but but also setting out certain employee communications that are very explicit and very um, you know clear on what the expe- expectations are as we kind of modify our way of doing business. Mm, absolutely, so true. Like you said, not just uh, verbally, but also in writing. Uh, you know, obviously to make sure that that you know that it, there's no nothing all the. T's are, are, are crossed and I's are dotted, so to speak, to make sure everyone fully relates and understands uh, from each each end. I think it's so important. So again, yeah, I really want to really expand on this area because I think this is so important and not only for, you know, during this crisis time, but just any time in the organization, communication is so key. And I am uh, really 
learning a lot from you today, and 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 I'm looking forward to the feedback from the audience as they uh, we listen to this show. Also later today and throughout the week. So we got to go to break, but well, again, you're listening to Laura Williams. We're talking about communicating with your team in crisis times, and we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Today, we're discussing communicating with your team in crisis times with Laura Williams. Today's show, again, is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and helping families to create interdependent family structures free from limited beliefs in an interdependent way. Check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Get involved and, and see how you can contribute to help make this movement uh, a global, uh, from a global awareness standpoint, to help families become more interdependent, which leads to interdependent communities and interdependent business. So, Laura, getting back to where we left off on communicating with your team, in, you know, not in crisis times, obviously, but, you know, it could be for anything here. Talk about how we need, you know, especially now in this crisis, with these crisis pressures, how we need to recognize that and how it can impact, you know, their team's behaviors, whether if it's a, a department team or, you know, the company overall. Well, again, you know, going back to the, the word I think we've used multiple times during our discussion, I mean, uncertainty, right? So the, the degree of uncertainty we're dealing with and how abruptly everything seemed to descend upon us um, really has collectively, as I said before, kind of spiked um, anxiety um, and um Often, t- and in, in, in individual anxiety as well. Um, a lot of leaders right now, um, in terms of what we're providing support and guidance on, are dealing with behaviors from team members, from employees that aren't coping well. And some of these behaviors end up manifesting with them lashing out against the leader, challenging the authority of the leader, um, you know, not dealing cooperatively with their, their coworkers. 
you know, disengaging and not being responsive um, when, you know, there's uh, work to be done and collaboration that's required. And, and, you know, all of these things really can be manifestations, uh, including the withdrawal of, you know, employees just having, well, certain individuals having, um, you know, either triggered or manifested mental health crises. And, uh, you know, this is where leaders really have to step up and, 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 and really dig into compassion and really explore with the employee how, you know, they can be helped through this time um, because, you know, to uh, escalate whatever conflict that can um, erupt during the, the times that we're in is only going to be further destabilizing for the organization. So you can be preemptive around this as well in communications. Businesses need to reiterate, you know, the conduct expectations, um, how uh, employees will behave themselves uh, and conduct themselves towards each other, um, you know, reiterate that that could be your code of conduct, your harassment policies and discrimination policies. Uh, one of the things that we've dealt with repeatedly is that, you know, given the fact that uh, when it comes to the coronavirus, you know, the origins are from, uh, you know, we, we know it's from um, from Asia and from China, and the fact that there, you know, there are certain epicenters in Europe that, um, you know, come from, that, you know, where, where coworkers might uh, come from these, these regions, there's been, you know, inappropriate joking, there's been shunning of colleagues, on the basis of their places of origin. I mean, not only does this create some exposures for an organization, it also is just, it's, it's wrong and it's improper conduct and it's, it, it can really debilitate a team. So you should really try to be preemptive around this, but recognize too that some of these behaviors are being um, manifested and they're being spiked because employees are just so um, anxious. Uh, mm. So, you know, again, Making sure that conduct expectations are iterated and reiterated is something that, is, that also is important to communications that need to happen during this time. You, you made a great point, you know, about the, you know, fear, right? Fear can, can cause people to do sometimes strange things, just how they react yeah. and, and, and it impacts their behavior. And obviously communication, what we've been talking about here today and what you've been stating, how this is so important. As, would this be like safe to say, like if you know, with people being home, that this might be a great time to provide some more, you know, uh, awareness or training. You know, it could be something that's going to not only help the their staff or these employees, you know, from you know uh, their job in itself, but it's also good for their overall well-being. You know, in this case, this way, you know, they're able to kind of like t- look at this uncertainty and not allow this fear to, you know, take them down a negative path to affect their behaviors, but actually looking for ways that they can use the fear in a positive way to actually do something good. And so talk a little bit about from a communication standpoint, like if you feel like certain training or certain types of content that they could be, you know, sharing via WebEx or a Zoom or, you know, some type of webinar platform that can maybe help them as well during these times. Well, key training that a lot of organizations aren't providing is how to effectively work from home, right? Mm. Uh, this is a, a new normal for a lot of individuals. And again, in, in environments now with kids being home, et cetera, that's very, very distracting. So how do you focus? How do you um, execute on your, on your, your role? 
uh, when you're at home because there are some very specific strategies that um, employees can use to help them to be effective, and that benefits them in, in terms of their insanity at times, but it also benefits the organization. But, you know, with respect to needing to pivot as well, um, there are a number of different skills that employees may not have that uh, they that you can provide them training on so that they can be equipped to either advance an initiative that the, that the organization may be pursuing or to equip to take on different responsibilities if the business has to contract and maybe there has to be an amalgamation of roles. So there's that practical training as well. Um, there's also training just with respect to coping. So wellness training is important for those leaders that are at home right now leadership coaching and, and developing them to manage it under new conditions that we've all had to morph towards, uh, you know, that's really important as well. And what I've seen generally across the board is, yes, I mean, some of these services, uh, naturally you have to engage on a fee-for-service or whatever basis, but there's also a lot of free learning and free webinars that are out there that, you know, Organizations and leaders can, can scan for and also inc- uh, provide them to, you know, teams to help them to develop. And again, as I said, it doesn't have to be on kind of the, the tactical or um, kind of functional areas that the employees may be responsible for. It can be wellness themes and it can be on other things that will just be uplifting, uh, inspiring, and just to help, you know, them get their footing as we move through this time. Yeah, I know. You're definitely that. Is, I think that offers a tremendous amount of value. I mean, depending upon the size of the organization, of course, you know, a lot of these companies have like EAP programs, right? Employee assistance yeah. programs, you know, through their benefit package. And a lot of these EAPs will provide trainings, either either they do it direct or they go through a, a training company that does it on their behalf. And these are great things. Like you said, it doesn't have to be specific to their job duty or role in itself, but it could be something just in general about wellness or something about certain things that are going to help them personally. So obviously this could you know affect them in a positive way to perform better during this crisis. So yeah, I think that is so important and there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, it's just a matter of just tapping into it. 100%. Yeah. No, this is great. Any other, you know, ways that you think that, uh, you know, you know, leaders communicate, you know, from a communication standpoint could, you know, put out there to stabilize the impact of this crisis on their business? Well, I think it really behooves leaders to continually, repeatedly uh, provide assurances. Assurances around the fact that, you know, you're implementing the measures necessary or seeking the guidance and direction externally um, to ensure that the business can, you know, do whatever, make whatever course corrections it needs to, or uh, or to to pivot, as I've mentioned. Um, you know, again, it really is not only encouraging but can be energizing for employees to to have the confidence in their leaders um, to know that. Listen, in a time where most people are really fearful for their uh, job security, but they're with an organization that, and with uh, under leadership that is, you know, really forward thinking. So these assurances are really important. And, and one of the other key assurances and themes that should be communicated, and I alluded to this before, is the theme of, look, we're all in this together. And, and not only are we all in this together, that, you know, we all need to kind of bring our best 
to support one another and to, to move through times that nobody has seen before. So, you know, provo- providing and reiterating assurances and, and, you know, really leveraging the theme of, look, we're all in this together um, as a team and really doubling down on what it means to, to operate as a team is really crucial to a business's mm. success. Mm. Absolutely. So, so true. So true. Well, you know, Laura, Laura, I can't thank you enough. You have just dropped a wealth of wisdom here today for, you know, business leaders, entrepreneurs running their companies in terms of, you know, ways to, uh, you know, communicate better in in, in a time of crisis. And of course, anytime, you know, because again, these things are going to happen not on a global level, but they will happen at the company level and at the industry level as well. I just well, we have just a less than about a you know about a minute and a half. I just want to let people know where they, they can learn more about you, contact you, and so forth. So I'm reachable on all social media platforms. Our website is williamshrlaw.com. Um, you know, we also our other business is williamshrconsulting.ca, um, and I'm very uh, findable, if you will, on LinkedIn on Laura Williams. And, um, you know, we continue to kind of disseminate not only, uh, you know, legal uh, kind of strategies and considerations for employers and organizations during this time, but also some practical uh, themes and, and some uh, different considerations that from an HR perspective and from a leadership perspective that I think can be helpful. So, you know, to the extent that you want to check out the uh, content we've been generating during this time, please feel free to do so. Uh, thank you so much. We highly encourage everybody listening here and those that will be listening later again to definitely check out Laura. Reach out to her either at, you know from her website or uh, her websites and on LinkedIn or any of the social media handles that you use frequently. Again, uh, this was a great show. Laura, thank you so much again. And guests, we want to thank you each and every week joining us, especially during this real critical time when we hope this information can help you through this crisis, because together we will come out ahead even better. We just got to look for the blessings disguised in these challenging times. Thank you, everyone, and be safe, and we'll be back next week with another great show. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.